Welcome to the Indian Prairie Podcast. We are hosts, Brian Jovani, Director of Innovation. And Candy Michelli, Director of Professional Learning. In today's episode, it is part two of two, talking about the strategic plan with Dr. Talley and some of his key stakeholders as we implement the strategic plan with our community in our district. Priority three is engage with the community. IPSD 204 is committed to being a strong school district. Dynamic stakeholder engagement goes hand in hand with strong districts. Therefore, IPSD 204 is committed to communicating, engaging, and connecting with the learning community. Today, we welcome back our um, superintendent, Dr. Adrian Talley, and our IPSD school board president, Donahue, to discuss um, a little bit more about our stakeholders and how we're committed to communicating and engaging, connecting with the learning community. So Dr. Talley, um, with, this with this priority, the commitment to engage parents and other community stakeholders is important to us. Can you share what this means for Indian Prairie School District 204? Yeah. Uh, great question, because all great school systems must have a strong partnership with the parents and the community. Um, and Indian Prairie has always had, I think, that strong relationship. The strategic plan just illuminates that a little bit more. When we think about the partnerships we want to have, we're thinking about how schools partner with parents, bringing them in, volunteering, how central office partners with parents in our community, uh, having them engaged with part of our, our, on some of our stakeholder groups. We did that work when we were doing the boundary study and the strategic plan. We had parents who were involved who gave us some great information that can help us and also our students as we think about how we partner with them because we're helping build their lives going forward. Thank you. Uh, President Donahue, uh, Doug in our priority one talked about the work of our district in terms of equity. How does equity really support, how does the Board of Education support that equity work and how do we engage the community in that work as well? So the, it's, equity is a very important topic for our school board. We, um, a lot of people don't know this, but we rate ourselves after every board meeting. And one of the ratings is, did we consider equity in our questions and our decision making? Um, a couple of years ago, we, passed, we built an equity statement that was uh, adopted at the um, district level. And at the state level, we actually um, built an equity statement that got the 857 school boards across the state of Illinois to have an equity focus also. So for us, we want to make sure each one of our students feels nurtured and recognized in our district and we purposely make sure all of our decision making and our um, actions support that for our students. So our business partnerships are powerful opportunities for our students. Dr. Taylor, how are we engaging with our communities to strengthen these relationships? So the business partnerships, when I think about, for example, our STEP students, um, they, we have them go out to get employment so that they can transition from the K-12 schools to independent life. Our businesses come in and we'll do um, business uh, job fairs with our students. We'll talk to them about how to interview. Um, but I also think about our colleges and universities and what they do by doing dual enrollment. Uh, all of these things play a role. We know we have to have the best school system because businesses, when they want to attract employees, want to be able to say your children will be able to go to Indian Prairie. So when we think about our, our partnerships with businesses, it's a, uh, it's, it's a back and forth type of situation. We are giving to them, they're giving to us because it's enhancing our children. 
And, and to continue on some of the things you mentioned, those business partnerships, they also see that as the talent pipeline that will eventually be coming because they're investing in that community and they exactly. want those students to come back and be employees of their that's district right. in yep. all kinds of areas and careers and all, and all the opportunities that are available to them. So I think that's a great point that you made, Dr. Talley, about the importance of those partnerships that we're both in it together. We're working on the K-12 part and they're working on the next part, but how do those two blend and the importance of that? That's right. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing all your thoughts with us today about our strategic plan. Thank you. Thank you. For our final priority, we're excited to welcome back Dr. Talley and welcome Chief School Business Official Matt Shipley to join our conversation to talk about priority four, which is optimizing resources and operations. IPSD 204 is committed to being an innovative, inspirational, and inclusive environment to enhance educational outcomes for the entire learning community. This will occur through identifying opportunities to engage with stakeholder groups and determine essential facility and staffing needs while being transparent to taxpayers on resources and investments. As part of this priority, Matt, I know you, you and your team have done a lot of work and really looking at a master facility plan. What does that mean? What does it look like? And how is that going to help us support our strategic plan? Sure. So I, I think I'll take sort of the, the second half of that question first and, and just say it's, it's really exciting as part of this process that we really have identified some strategic goals and initiatives and priorities for the business office because I think uh, traditionally we've seen our role as make sure the budget's balanced and and make sure we can meet our financial obligations and while uh, while it's important for, for the organization and, and for our community to have some priorities that really do tie directly to the student experience and what's going on in our our buildings is, is really exciting for us uh, and and to be honest you don't see that in a lot of strategic plans uh, I've talked with some of my counterparts who um, have our districts with strategic plans, I say I, nothing, nothing for the business office in the strategic plan. So this was really a, a, a great process for us and, and exciting for myself and our team to, to be a part of. Uh, specific to the facility assessment, that's a process we're starting um, starting in January of 2023. Uh, going to be a six to nine month process, possibly a, a little longer by the time we, we finalize everything. But it really is an exciting opportunity for us to reimagine our buildings to reimagine our four million plus square feet of educational facilities and how we can make sure those facilities are serving our student needs not just uh, currently but also into the future so not just what are we doing in our classrooms today what could we be doing with with some modern improvements and what do we really think education looks like 10 plus years into the future and start planning to, planning to make sure our facilities um, meet that meet that educational um, needs and models. What I love um, that I've experienced myself is with your team is that um, if it's good for students, you're willing to open the conversation and think about it and being creative. If budget isn't there, how can we be creative to make things happen as long as it, it's the focus is for student learning um, and improvement. So I think that's it's always been um, a really guiding force with you and your team and that's helped support this process along the way. Um, how does the district find the balance of supporting our buildings? You mentioned this a little bit in your previous answer, um, but at the same time investing our spaces that supports the landscape for instruction and student learning. Sure. We asked our prospective partners in, the, in this process and we're, um, we'll be engaging with, with an architecture firm, possibly multiple firms, depending on the, the skill sets and needs to, to work through this process. And we've asked them to look at it with a, with a lens that has four components. So um, building infrastructure is one lens. But if that was the only lens, that, that would be something our team would, 
would do and, and realistically wouldn't be part of the strategic plan. That would be something that, that we could kind of do on our own. But it's when we add the lens of um, supporting our educational environment and our learning spaces and our programming needs. Adding the lens of supporting uh, safety and security needs in our buildings. Adding the, the final lens of sustainability. Building um, buildings that are going to be resilient depend, no matter what we see in the next 5, 10, 20 years when it comes to um, changes in, in um, uh, the, the climate and, and, and um, our, how energy is generated. So it's when we start adding all those lenses that this really becomes a comprehensive process. Uh, one example I, I kind of think of is uh, we talk, uh, again, about safety and security. And it's easy to look at that kind of as a, in, in its own sort of component and think through not just what, what some of our traditional safety and security concerns have been around life safety and fire and, and tornado uh, here in the Midwest. And we've added um, active intruder training and, and things like that. But, you know, I think of safety and security, I, I want to make sure our spaces are welcoming environments for our students, that they're spaces that um, de-escalate conflict, that provide students with um, areas in the building they feel comfortable going to, to, to kind of calm, you know, calming spaces, de-escalation spaces. Um, do we, are our spaces supporting social emotional learning so that we're not getting to a point where we have conflict in our buildings, either between, between students or, or staff or community members? So in my mind, that, that's an example of, instead of taking a, a, a topic and narrowly focusing on it and doing what we, we think is best, maybe just our team or, or a small subset, let's globalize it and let's talk with all stakeholders so that we can be, build buildings that um, are just holistic in how they, they tackle some of those, those topics. We really appreciate that collaboration uh, just from the CNI team, but also as you start to connect with the special education department, making sure that our spaces support students, the technology department, and making sure that our future spaces support the evolution of instruction. So I think those are all great pieces. And uh, back to kind of the initial conversation, Dr. Child, I see a lot of Portsmouth graduate opportunities that you guys have connected with and allowing that to kind of come to light through the this conversation as well. So thanks for that collaboration and sharing that insights. Uh, Dr. Talley, can you share a little bit about um, some things that are happening on the state level and national level in regards to investing in resources and buildings, and then maybe some challenges that are rising and how we're trying to be proactive to confront those? It's hard to know what the crystal ball will tell us about what's happening, you know, a few years down the road. But I think at the national and state level, I think everyone's uh, looking very definitely at how do we have spaces that sort of grow with the students and grow with their needs? Uh, we, we know, for example, um, the work that uh, teachers are doing with giving students the opportunity to work independently, to work collaboratively, to do project-based learning, all of that's important. And so how do we have classroom spaces, uh, building spaces that allow us to be flexible in what we need based upon what the children are needing at the time or what the teachers are trying to teach through? So um, I think uh, from the state and national level, all of that's being examined as, as places are building new schools. I just read an article just yesterday, and they were talking about the need for the flexibility in the classrooms, um, uh, more opportunities for children to come together, uh, more opportunities for classes to come together uh, to, 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 to do the work that needs to be done. So that's some of the, the things that I'm seeing. Well, thank you for sharing a little bit about Priority 4 and how we're investing our resources and really being transparent with our community and giving our community an opportunity to engage in this work and the feedback to it. So thanks for sharing that information and kind of where we're headed with it, which is exciting work ahead.
Thank you. And Dr. Talley, um, we've talked a lot today about the strategic plan. Yeah. What is, excites you most about next steps and what our future looks like? So I think one of the things that excites is our ability to, at the end of the year, talk about what, did we, what were we able to accomplish the first year? This is a five-year plan, and we won't accomplish everything immediately, nor should we. Um, but I look forward to being able to share what we were able to do during this first year. I think also the fact that it's, um, as Matt mentioned, you know, we're going to be doing the facilities plan, and so that tags into this. We will have an equity plan. Uh, that will be connected to this as well. All of that is connected to the strategic plan, and I think it gives a bigger focus for where we're going to go as a school district. I look forward to the next five years and our ability to see how this, all of this work um, produces even better uh, the results that we see in our children as we prepare them for their future lives. Well, thank you for being here today. Thank you for sharing all this information. I think we've learned a little bit Absolutely. more about the strategic plan and looking forward to all of the next steps that we have in place to help support our students and staff in our community. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. We would like to thank Dr. Talley, President Donahue, and Matt Shipley for their time today. We're grateful for all the conversation regarding the strategic plan and how it impacts our students, staff, and community in the work moving forward. We'd also like to thank members of our curriculum and instruction team for their leadership on this topic and send a special thank you to members of our communication department, Lisa Berry and Emily Bulger, for making the podcast happen. If you have any further questions, please email your questions to curriculum at ipsd.org. We thank you for your time today and hope you enjoyed being part of the conversation.